When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Where will Cam go next? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You're going to see a lot of why not to the Texans. I'm looking at the NFC East. Dallas. How about them Cowboys? Why wouldn't they say yes to Cam Newton being on their team? The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington. Senior writer for the MMQB. Albert Breer. Plus, from Showtime's Billions, actor David Costable. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are here on this Wednesday, eight days before the season kicks off in uh, Tampa, Florida, between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am your humble host. we got a lot to talk about here, as always. Chris Brockman, good to see you across the Rich, aisle, what sir. do, baby? Mike Del Tufo, good to see you. Good to see you, Rick. All right. It's odd, uh, bad timing for, for, for this show and bad uh, harbinger of the, the audio executive. Uh, uh, it needs to stumble to figure out how to turn his own I was actually on. Uh, setting up. It's some, all good. Dude, it's Mike, 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 it's okay. It's all good. Uh, I, I'm just going <laughs> to, from this point forward, should we take a mulligan? Should we start again? Yeah, 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 start yeah, start yeah. again. Let's start again. Good to see you. TJ Jefferson, how are you, sir? Good to hey, see you. Hey, Rich, on Wednesdays we wear pink, you know. So there's Oh, a, I did not know that. Yeah, Very yeah. good. Very good. Um, we've got uh, a lot to talk about today, as, as we mentioned. Um, breaking news. News make news line. Uh, breaking news uh, out of the National Football League. Uh, then we're, we're still obviously uh, nervous and sending our best to everybody in the bayou in the New Orleans area. Still trying to figure out just how horrible and how much of a literal home wrecker uh, Hurricane Ida was. And um, yes, the Superdome apparently came through without any structural damage, which is different from what happened with Hurricane Katrina. But um, the city of New Orleans is not going to be able to host a National Football League kickoff between the Saints and the Packers. And all indications were yesterday that um, once that was official, we'd hear the Saints would play the Packers in the home of the Dallas Cowboys because they're practicing in Texas and AT&T Stadium is open uh, on that Sunday because the Cowboys are kicking off, as I mentioned to start the show, in Tampa, Florida on that Thursday. However, the Saints uh, are not going to be playing in AT&T Stadium. They're going to be playing in the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What? It has just been announced that the Saints and the Packers will be performing for our viewing pleasure on September the 12th the first Sunday of the NFL season on Fox, it'll be happening in Jacksonville, in the home of the Jaguars, because the Jaguars are starting their season in Houston. And so you take a look at the Saints' schedule. It is now official that their first home date is technically a road game in a neutral site. And... Um, then they're on the road at Carolina and at New England, which means the first sense of normalcy as the, you know, 
the Saints said that they would be out of town for the month of September. Does that mean that they can't even get back to New Orleans to practice in their home facility for the first home date that's on their schedule outside of the month of September, the first Sunday in October against the Giants? Obviously, conditions on the ground will dictate that. If not, they're on the road week five in D.C. and on a bye in week six and on the road in week seven after the bye at Seattle. Hmm. So if they can't play that home game against the Giants, they'll have to play it in another neutral site somewhere. And my gosh, that's 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 seven straight road dates to start. Hmm. Or six with a bye in there. And their first home game that's scheduled that we think that they could probably make for sure, maybe Sunday, October 3rd is, because I hope that is for them, because if not, week eight, Halloween against the Buccaneers. Wow. Talk about a major challenge without Michael Thomas, as we know, and with Drew Brees now on NBC and Jameis Winston at the controls. Just add on top of the change like that. The fact that they are now going to be living out of suitcases all the way through the first week of October. And I know Sean Payton's one of those guys, you know, just like every other control uh, freak coaches, trying to figure out what he can actually put into place. And, you know, it was Jim Hazlitt, who was the coach of the Saints, I believe, before Sean Payton, who had to go through that season post-Katrina. And... um I send my best and good luck to Sean Payton and the Saints because this is just an awful set of circumstances. And I'm sure they're all many of the players are wondering about their homes and about their communities and about the the charities that they support and how they can help while figuring out how to live and prepare. Mm. That is something else. But they're going to be in Jacksonville, Florida for week one against the Green Bay Packers. Now, we've been talking quite a bit about players who want out, right, in the NFL and in other sports. The players who want out and, and how do they get out and will they really want out and what do the players do when the management holds the cards and they don't want out? Green Bay, that was a perfect example. Aaron wants out. He wants out. He's never going to play again. You heard he's one of those complicated guys who is not going to play for them again. And then sure enough, look who's back. And maybe that could happen for other stars because it just happened in a spot where we didn't know it could possibly happen. In the city of Philadelphia, Ben Simmons has made it known, apparently, he wants out. In Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Inquirer reporting that uh, Simmons is told Sixers brass he no longer wants to be a Sixer and does not intend to report to training camp, according to multiple sources. How does this complicate matters? Does it complicate matters? Because I'll tell you what, as I saw Ben Simmons perform in the playoffs this year and the way that the Philadelphia fans reacted and that even in the thumbs-down stuff with the Mets, mm-hmm. who in their first game back with their fans, thumbs-upping and thumbs-downing 
scored five in the ninth in their first game of the split doubleheader against the Marlins. The guy who slid across home plate into the arms of fellow thumbs downer hugging it all it. out with the fans going nuts. That's how he had to do it. Javi Baez against, with Francisco Lindor against the Marlins. Not against the fans, against the Marlins. We'll discuss that a little bit later. But with all this thumbs down, thumbs up stuff and boo and all that business, the one thing that the fans definitely can't tolerate in the Northeast, in most places too, boo, you struck out, boo, you dropped the ball. I mean, at least the guys are trying, right? Simmons passing up a shot and passing it off. Passing up a shot, bunny. Dunk. Dunk. Just to pass it off. That's the stuff that Philadelphia fans will not be able to brook. They cannot compute. They will not accept. That's why I thought Simmons's career in Philadelphia was over. I said it. I literally, I went within 24 hours. Like, that's it. That's a wrap. So him saying I want out makes sense. He knows it too. He's no dummy. He gets it. He sees it. And according to Chris Broussard, Fox Sports, we don't quote him too much around here, but <laughs> what he said this morning definitely caught my attention. He said that Simmons wants out and has told everybody that he will go to any of the 29 other teams to play. So that's a good thing, because normally when somebody says, <laughs> I want out. There's a list. There's a list, and there's also ties the hands of management to make the best possible sure, trade. Sure, sure, sure. If he says, I'll go anywhere <laughs> else, name it, in the NBA, not named Philadelphia, that makes things a little bit easier. So he's not even tying the hands of management. And it kind of does dovetail with the fans, because the door that they would like to hit on the ass of Ben Simmons as he's leaving Philadelphia, they don't care. They'll you any other team other than ours. We're happy you can play for. So kind of like dovetails. So I don't hear this news today and think this is a problem. This is that no, no, no. The writing was so on the wall. Simmons saw the writing. He knows the writing. He doesn't want to live the writing anymore. Why would he? He's an incredibly talented guy with a huge upside in his career. You know, nine more figures to make in just his next contract, right? Still very young. Yeah. So why stick with this crap? So I, I don't understand any Sixer fan outrage today because you, you made it clear you don't want him around anymore. Who said there's Sixer fan outrage? I'm seeing some people here today on, on my Twitter feed. I know, I, I know you're not outraged. You want him out. You've told him, get him out, and you'd like to swap him out for Damian Lillard, which I say good luck to you on that front. Yeah, I mean, also but, I, I heard yesterday at initial reports where he went today. to go to any three of the three California teams, that was the first thing they came well, out. So the Kings, the Lakers, or the Clippers well, were initially... A, just bought a house here. Mr. Yeah. Broussard uh, mentioned the other 26 are fine with him as well. By the way, make, make that 20, 28. I don't want him in Boston. Bye-bye. And, and by the way, Rich, it's not that I wanted him out, like, but I did realize that at that point, mm -hmm. knowing Sixers fans, knowing Philly fans... There was no coming back. There was like, no coming back. So yeah, no. It was, it's not like if I, even if I want him to stay, chances are it's not going to happen. 
So just oh, give me I Danny. saw a tweet today that somebody tweeted out, uh, retweeting the, uh, <clears throat> that got tweeted into my timeline, that this was uh, like an accountant storming out of his firm because they asked him to multiply. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to do what? <laughs> so that's why I'm saying there are some people who view this of him quitting on it. All I knew were reciprocal fractions. So it kind of dovetails. City doesn't want him. He doesn't want the city. And he'll go any other city. So that's a good way to let the management know I want out and trade me anywhere. You go for it. Yeah, I, I, so again, it, Rich, I'm not sure how how much outrage there is from Philly fans uh, because okay. I'm seeing a lot of like well, memes of Embiid like showing them the door. Well, on the Embiid fact here, he got upset because there was a story out in the Twitterverse today from I guess at the NBA Central that the reason why. Simmons is leaving is because there's such a terrible rift between him and Embiid that the Sixers reportedly had a pick between the two. We all know Embiid got the big fat contract and now Simmons is being shown the door. And USA Today is reporting that that's part of the reason. And he was very upset about that. He retweeted out about how he loves playing with Ben. Stats don't lie. He's an amazing player. We all didn't get the job done. It's on me personally. I hope everyone is back because we know we're good enough to win. And then I guess Embiid kept stewing on it a little bit and then uh, tweeted out, I haven't forgotten, but two years ago, I got booed. People in Philly wanted me to be traded. I even shushed them. Only the real ones didn't, but I just put the work in that offseason to be better because I knew I wasn't playing up to my potential, which is okay. And then here comes the last line. Philly fans... Y'all got to be better, too. He had me up until then. Ah! (laughs) Now, he's caping for Simmons here, right? Because Philly fans got all over Ben. And, again, some athletes are not cut out for Northeast fandom and competition it's a different place it's different different honestly i've grew up in new york city i now go to games at dodger stadium it's totally different i remember one time you know when it was a a subway series and angels owner michael eisner was sitting next to um the executive who was in charge of the dodgers at the time was a movie executive who then was in charge of the Dodgers, whose name is escaping me right now. And they were watching the Subway Series together. I mean, the uh, Freeway Series together. Angels, Dodgers, they were sitting together. And I thought to myself, there's no way on this green earth Steinbrenner and Wilpon would ever take in a Subway Series game together. (laughs) Not a chance. Not a chance ever. Oh, yeah, let's have some camaraderie. It's all it's all one big happy fun with the Subway Series. And all. Uh, no, that's not the way it would be. The Freeway Series, yeah. Subway Series, no. It's a different spot, man. And if you're getting booed because you're missing shots and then you don't take your shot, 
It's tough to handle. So is Embiid saying the Philly fans who got on Simmons is the reason why they're gone? Because Embiid is one of the athletes who can handle the Northeast in competition. A few minutes later, I'm sure his timeline got really ugly. He put up for clarity. I love the criticism. I love when I'm told I can't do something. It makes me work harder to prove everyone wrong. But not everyone is built like that. Hashtag fact. I added that hashtag. It's not a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. So if the Sixers did choose between Embiid and Simmons, not because of a rift, it's because Doc Rivers knows exactly what I'm talking about after playing some backcourt for the Knicks. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And he knows what's what. And I'm sure Daryl Morey knows what's going on too. And it's fine if Simmons can't take the Philadelphia heat and wants to get out of the kitchen. That's fine. It's absolutely fine. But Embiid also perhaps has heard some Philly fans say some awful, awful stuff. And again, like I told you, you have every right to go to a game and boo somebody for a poor performance if you feel so. And you have every right to boo somebody for lack of effort, passing up a bunny, because potentially you're concerned you can't even dunk it. But if you say something beyond the pale, and we all know what that means, then you don't have a right to do that. I don't know if that's what Embiid is saying or if Embiid went even twitching in the Javi Baez direction of, hey, you know, stick with us. Stick with us. We're human beings too. Stick with us. You're not really helping matters. And maybe Embiid's saying... You're not helping matters to the point where Simmons is now leaving town. And he's good enough the two of us could win. Except they never could mesh in a way that made it seem like it was going to work. And now they're adding a whole bunch of shooters around them best they could. It could have worked. It could have worked. It but he, did but he for, can't, but he can't for, be on the court. for a couple of months. Oh, Ben Simmons had in the last eight minutes. So like he can't be out there. All Ben Simmons had to do was dunk that ball. And Duncan I'm, Hardy, 6'10", just throw Trey Young was right there. Trey Young is 5'6". Like, he's not. <laughs> and Ben Simmons is 7'4". He's not stopping. I, I, I know. He's not stopping him. There. But and, that's and why that, it, it was that's about, the between, moment, Rich, it was about between the temples. Yeah, that that's the moment, the moment that the, these fans turned on him. And Embiid is right. Much like Mets fans, Philly fans, especially Sixers Twitter, is really, even after wins, man. If you go and read Keith Pompey, whose tweet we put up, just go read like the comments after every Sixer game. It's just like you would have thought even when they win by 10, you would have thought they lost by 20. I guess, again, if you have a problem between the temples, it's difficult to play between Temple and Villanova. (laughs) Ah, Thank you so much. I literally just thought of that between my temples. (laughs) I like your style, kid. So first up uh, on our football um, docket today is Jeff Darlington of ESPN. He says Brian Flores mentioned within the locker room the reports that Tua was going to be on the outs because Deshaun Watson was coming in. As we know, according to Charles Robinson of Yahoo, who broke the fact that the Dolphins were front runners for Deshaun Watson's services in a trade over the weekend, despite so much going on with him outside of football, 
uh, that the Texans didn't want Tua back. So I don't even know what the Dolphins' plan would have been to trade for Watson and have Tua there and play out. It's just so weird and so confusing. And apparently Brian Flores addressed that elephant in the room with all the Dolphins, elephants and Dolphins in one room together, and caped Fort Tua, said he's our guy, which, by the way, is something I've been saying on this set for a while. So... I had to call up Jeff and say, you got to call in. <laughs> and then Albert Breer is after him because there's lots going on in the world about why Cam got released and what Bill Belichick had to say about it and why, I guess, some Jacksonville Jaguars got jobs in the final 53 because of jabs. Jabs for jobs mm. in the NFL. Or not. There's so much to discuss as we are eight days away from kickoff of the NFL season and just a handful of days to Sunday. When Billions returns on Showtime, the famed WAG's David Costable will be on the Rich Eisen Show in Hour 3. Don't go anywhere. Right here on this busy Wednesday. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I want to talk with uh, with you about life after football, mm-hmm. which includes acting for you, right? Ah, yes, yes. You're a thespian? Are you an actor or an actor? I'm an actor. Okay. An actor. You know there's a difference, as you know, right? Yeah. An acting is an actor. You know, I'm an actor. An actor means that you can you can carry a Shakespearean ah, class. I'm an actor. You're an actor. Exactly. Scene two of Othello, a bedchamber in the castle. Desdemona, you're asleep. You're in bed asleep. Enter Othello. Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? Ah, my lord. 
If you bethink yourself of any crime and reconciled as yet to heaven and grace, so let's for it straight. My Lord, what do you mean by that? Do it and be brief. I will walk by. I would not kill thy unprepared spirit. No heaven forfend. I would not kill thy soul. Talk of you killing? I, I do. I hope you will not kill me. Mm. You're lying. Yet, I fear you when your eyes roll so. I do not why I should fear, since guiltness I know not, but yet I feel I fear. Think on thy sins. Some bloody passion shakes your frame. These are portents, but yet I hope, I hope. That handkerchief which I so loved and gave thee, thou gavest to Cassio. Sweet soul, take heed, take heed of perjury. Thou art on thy deathbed. Aye, but yet not to die. Yes, presently. Therefore confess thee freely of thy sin. For to deny each article with oath cannot remove nor choke the strong conception that I do groan with all. Thou art to die. And seen! Wow, it's hot under here. Sweat a now, wow. I, now I have to kill her, right? Now, the, the please. <laughs> I'm scared now. Eddie, oh, great. great job, brother. Great job. <laughs> that, now, seriously, Eddie, I don't know how we could top that. What, what, how was that for you, Mike? Was that good? Did we, oh was the staging a little I'm off for you? Sweating. I'm sweating. It's like I get very... It's a casual Tuesday here also. Yeah, on the yeah, plus, plus, I think the only um, previous acting experience, you played Willy Wonka in the Willy. fifth grade, right? Or you were the understudy for Willy Wonka? Was yes, that, that was... Day? Yeah, it was mm. understudy. I never was the mm. name. By the way, that was me. I was an understudy for Willy Wonka in the third grade. That was just me trying to grasp at straws to make the segment work. <laughs> we were only one week old. One yeah. week old. Oof. That was from October 14th, 2014. Good God. We've come a long way. Let's just put it that way. And now Eddie George is the coach of Tennessee State football. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. Yep. Love it. We've all gone in uh, bigger and better. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Um, This man had a heck of a report yesterday that caused me to say, let's get him on this show. I always want him on this show, but this one in particular about Brian Flores. There were elephants in the room and dolphins in the room (laughs) yesterday, apparently, um, talking about the Watson trade for draft picks, but not for Tua. So many questions about this. Jeff Darlington of ESPN back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Jeff? What's going on, Rich? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to you. All right, so... Walk me through what happened uh, in the Dolphins' locker room, best you can tell, yesterday. Well, pretty simple, Rich, um, and, and where, how we interpret it, uh, which we will certainly try to do, is probably more complex. But in its simplest form, Brian Flores went into his team meeting at 4 p.m. a day ago, and um, he addressed, he did something that he doesn't normally do. He addressed the reports. Uh, that have tied the Miami Dolphins to a trade for Deshaun Watson with his players and his staff present. And he did so by keeping it pretty brief, but also being pretty poignant and saying that Tua Tungavailoa is our quarterback. Um, you know, uh, that's, so that's it. That's end of story. That's what he did. Uh, I guess the question then becomes, of course, why is that important? And my biggest takeaway from it is that this is not the same as Cam Newton saying after they draft Mac Jones, Cam Newton is our quarterback only to a few months later. 
um, Bill Belichick um, waving Cam Newton. It's not the same to me as Cliff Kingsbury saying Josh Rosen is our quarterback right now. And the difference is those were being said in press conferences. This was a head coach standing in front of his players where his integrity and his honesty is, is more important than anywhere else telling them that two is our quarterback. I don't know. I'm not saying it has anything to do with what has happened or what will happen, but at this moment, Flores made clear that Tua is his guy. Well, the reason why that's important in in my mind, first thing I thought of when I read your tweet on that and read and heard your reporting on it, Jeff, is that mm-hmm. the coach had to have heard enough. I'm not saying Brian Flores is out there watching you know, the Rich Eisen show, Get Up, Sports Center, NFL Total mm-hmm. Access. You know, I'm I'm not saying that, but enough had to have reached his ear gate to use the Correct. Miami uh the Miami uh legend Michael Irvin's phrase to to feel compelled to address it with his team, gather around. And maybe some of that chatter was in his own locker room and he felt the need to have to just put it to bed because they've got to face Bill Belichick in a week and a half. That's right. And, and honestly, it, 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 sometimes I think when coaches do put their head in the sand, they're forgetting that the players in their locker room are smarter, more aware than, than maybe they realize. Of course, players in that locker room, including, by the way, Tua, had to know what was swirling out there. And one of the things that I made clear on Twitter and, and have in subsequent reports is that this is not intended, what I'm saying here is not intended to dispute, for instance, what Charles Robinson, someone who I respect greatly and have known for a long time, what he reported. It's, it's, these two things are not mutually exclusive. I, I believe that, that Flores going in there and saying, two is our quarterback, is not an indication that the Dolphins were not, and perhaps in the future, will not be interested in trading for Deshaun Watson, but rather, to your point, look, we're less than two weeks before the start of the season. And if you've got your quarterback and the people around him wondering what the head coach thinks about him, you got to address it. And he did just that, and I give him credit for it. And I give him credit for that. And the question does beg, though, Jeff Darlington, based on all this, is why the Dolphins still were tire-kicking on, yes, a supremely top three, potentially top five talent at the most important position in not just the National Football League, but maybe all professional team sports. Got it. But it's not just that alone. All things are not equal with Deshaun Watson. And for them to tire-kick on that mere weeks, days, if you want to put it, before a regular season and think that it's not going to get out because you also have to wonder, you can't, you also have to wonder why they would do that because you know there are other teams in on it and you know you can't guarantee other teams. Certainly if I was another team in on it and then didn't get the guy, but the Dolphins were, I would totally leak it just to throw that grenade into the Dolphins' locker room before the season? Absolutely. Why would they do it? What's, well, why would so, they do so, it? So, two things there. The why, I think you answered in, in the way you sort of introduced Deshaun Watson's resume in terms of being a generational talent, a top player at a position that's the most, most important position in sports. 
the, the, the problem with that is, so that's why it makes sense, if there is any sense to be made of this, why an NFL team, a coach, anybody, whoever it was within the Dolphins organization, would, would be willing to, to pursue and kick those tires. I think oftentimes, as we've seen so many different times, look, I covered the Dolphins for years. I remember when Jeff Ireland got on a plane, I was covering the team at the time, with Stephen Ross to fly across the country and interview Jim Harbaugh while Tony Sperano was still his coach and was surprised when that ultimately got out. Like, sometimes you dangle a carrot in front of these teams and they don't necessarily think about the crisis management that comes, the repercussions that come with those actions. In this case, you're absolutely right. Um, There is so much more to Deshaun Watson than his resume. Uh, So the why, the only thing I can tell you is that the why there would be interest is that we're talking about a generational player and football teams, whenever they have an opportunity to look at a player like that, they often cannot help but do it. Jeff Darlington of ESPN here on the Rich Eisen Show. And again, in light of the fact that the head coach of the Miami Dolphins felt compelled to gather the team together, uh, based on your report, that 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 they gathered the team together to mm-hmm. say that the quarterback is is their guy, right? That that's not optimum. That's not what you want, obviously, ever, just a couple weeks before the season. Right. That said, what what if it had worked? What if the trade had worked? What what was the then what for the Dolphins? Like what was the that, then what? That was my that was my big question all along. I I couldn't and, and and maybe it's not fair. I mean, maybe it is fair. I don't know. I don't know where we're at with this. But like to me, sitting there saying, what happens if you do make that trade? Right. You have to it in the building. You haven't decided where, what's going to happen to him. The next day, there's a grand jury indictment. Deshaun Watson goes on the commissioner's exemplist, and you're looking back at two of saying, "Hey, bud, you uh, you want to hop in there, take some snaps?" I, like, I can't. I don't know. Maybe there's more of a plan there. You know, whatever the case. I, I guess at this point, we're supposed to simply say, and, and I'm not sure what's fair and what's not, that it didn't happen, so we don't have to cross that bridge. But I'm with you. There were certainly a lot of questions that would have come along with it. Yeah, I mean, you you, you pointed out the grand jury aspect of it, but the, the more likely result over the next couple of weeks and months is one that the Texans are going to have to now deal with which is probably why they were trying to get him off their roster right is 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 that this thing would have hovered and that you know where the texans aren't starting him they might what's the way word for it Keyshawn him i don't know if that still is 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 the proper (laughs) word for it just put him on the shelf somehow right put him on the shelf somehow like right Uh, the dolphins would have done that and still Tua would have had to have get in there or they would have started him right and then and then, and then what? So even if you get through the season and the the questions of why are you starting him, like what happened, he'd be out in front of a press conference, something like that. And then, or or even crazier, you start him, you get through all of that, you win, and then twenty twenty two, he's not your guy because of all this stuff coming out of nowhere. I, I I still I just can't compute, and I know we're 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 moving on, and we will because there's a big Dolphins, you know, Patriots game. Uh, the Alabama Bowl, Tua versus Mac, but right. I still, I still just can't move on yet because I still, we're, 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 your reporting is about 
the aftermath of it not happening. What would have been the aftermath of it happening? I still yeah, don't get maybe, it. Maybe, maybe it's, and I'm not trying to be uh, by any means, I'm not trying to excuse them or anything like that, but I guess the one thing I would say in the defense of, of the Dolphins is that they could have made the trade and did not. And perhaps that's ultimately the reason they didn't, right. was they looked at that and said, well, we really, this, this really doesn't make a lot of sense. To which you would say, wouldn't you sort of be proactive in that planning, realize that, not, you know, even pursue it to the point where other teams find out and it gets leaked out. That, I think, sometimes is the type of, mm. do we call it crisis management, that you sh- we should think about as teams before you engage in these actions. But I think it is at least fair to say we can't crucify them for something they ultimately decided not to do. You can, you can say, hey, my only thing here is, like, if you're Brian Flores and you're upset about the quote-unquote distraction, that annoys me a little bit when you see him call it a distraction. Well, that's self-imposed. You know, that, that, that is created by actions. It's not like, I, I could say Stephen Ross, the report that came out that Stephen Ross was driving the train, that's a distraction because I'm fully confident, based on conversations I had before yesterday, that that was not the case, that Stephen Ross is not sitting here pounding the table for Deshaun Watson. That, I guess, could be, but otherwise, distractions are often self-imposed. Jeff Darlington here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's an excellent point that I personally, I'll be honest, I didn't think of that, that the trade was there on the table and the Dolphins just said, we don't want it. Although, uh, word is that the Texans still refused to have pick protections for the, the acquirer yeah, of, right. of Deshaun Watson, which is nuts. Like, that's. Here's a one, I mean, though, Rich. If, if, let's take away. <laughs> the elephant in the room with Deshaun Watson, which is the 22 civil lawsuits. What, what would a team, I mean, a team would give up three first-round picks and two second-round picks in oh, a heartbeat for Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson might not be made, well, Deshaun Watson would have been made available because of the circumstances on the ground between mid-January through the first allegation to be made public, right. right? So, I'm sorry, That's I don't right. mean to interrupt. This Go on. Happened. This, the, the deal would have happened before the draft, but it honestly probably would have been five first-round picks for a generational quarterback. So maybe these teams are simply saying we could potentially get Deshaun Watson at a deal. Once again, though, the problem with that is the conditions that that deal comes with. I mean, it's like buying a car that you can't even look at. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel smart. Well, then let me leave it with this with you with one last question, Jeff Darlington. Let's talk about the elephant that's still in the room based on last year's performances of Herbert and Tua. The fact that Tua is not the best quarterback in that draft and will never be. And the Dolphins already know that. The guy that they fell in love with when he looked off a safety for Alabama in a national championship game isn't that guy. And that's what they believe. And that's why they're tire kicking uh, a guy with more baggage than LAX right now, um, despite his incredible talent, just a couple weeks before the season. What, What about that? Well, and that's, that is where I think you get into perhaps the contentious conversation internally, which is who is Tua, what is his value, and is he our franchise leader? There are people that, that I, you know what the, the wild part about this, not to, not to turn this into what fans think, because as it. much as I love fans, yeah. their opinions don't 
you know, don't careful. Really don't go Javi Baez on me. Don't go there. Don't twitch there. It's don't a thumbs go. Up show, Jeff. Please, it's a thumbs I'm, up show, Jeff. Go for it. I'm go. only going to say that these. I, I have never. I live in South Florida. I've been down here for 15 years. Yes. I've not seen the type of support that has followed Tua, um, despite what I would call a pretty mediocre rookie season. I totally get what you're saying about Justin Herbert. And, by the way, Joe Burrow, who's somehow been suddenly forgotten because of an injury. Uh, but they could have gotten Herbert. They couldn't get Burrow. But for what I, there are people in the building who truly believe that Tua just needs some time to develop. And he needs at least another season to prove that. So while I get what you're saying, and clearly there are some questions based on the actions of the organization, uh, I, I, there are still those who believe that Tua will ultimately be the franchise guy. And by the way, what about that story? If after this offseason, what's happened, Tua goes in there and proves that he is, in fact, a franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, what a great chat. I knew it would be, as always. Greatly appreciate it. Let's get you back That's on. Uh, let's get you back on every uh, every so often. Look for my call, please. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. You bet. That's Jeff Darlington of ESPN, formerly my colleague at the uh, NFL Media Group. Again, I, I, I know the Dolphins have moved on. They've, they've moved on. They've moved on. They're on in New England. They're <laughs> on. And it's certainly the coach feels that he's addressed it with the team. He's not going to address it any more publicly, that's for sure. Anybody who, who twitches, asked about twitches it. in that direction, he'll right? Asked. I mean, he's oh, yeah, asked about it. I mean, he's already been asked about it and didn't, didn't say the words publicly that he said privately to the team, which is what, again, Charles Robinson pointed right, out yesterday. Right, right. He had every opportunity to say publicly, two is our guy. And Jeff's point is, you could say two is our guy to the media, and then two is not your guy the next minute. Because well, we're the media. The minute you say it to your team, you look those men in the eye, right, right, right. the collective eyes, now that's a different story. I believe once Deshaun Watson is through his personal issues, which again is two very, very uh, light words to describe what's yeah, going on doing with him. some heavy lifting. The Dolphins will be all in on him. The Eagles will be all in on him. Everyone's going to be all in on him. And the price of three ones and two twos is going to go way up. And maybe that's why Casario is saying all these teams, there are no pick protections. What are you talking about pick protections? I don't care what the hell happens to him and with you. Because without all of this, the price would be much more expensive. These are the pick protections. Three ones and two twos. That's your protections. That's it. That's your bargain basement. That's what you're getting on you the take it now, the, or right? Right. You hit it, the hit it now button, or right. next time we talk, right. deal or no deal. See ya. Yeah. You know, we'll open the case, and it'll be a hell of a lot more in the case, right? Because his cases will be handled. So, put it all together, and everybody, I think, in that locker room knows that. Otherwise, why would they tire kick him now? That's out of that Pandora's box is out. It's open. And man, Tua best come out of the gate fast. I'm not saying because they'll acquire Deshaun Watson in the middle of the season. It's entirely possible that what if Deshaun Watson's cases are handled by the trade deadline? What if grand jury comes back? No bill. The the police department goes, yeah, we're done. We got nothing. 
Grand jury spoken. The commissioner says, yeah, no exempt list. And Watson settles his cases with a no NDA so he can talk about it. Mm. Let's just say all of that somehow magically happens before the trade deadline. Well, now we're talking on and cracking. And you're the Dolphins right around 500. A little less than 500. And that happened again. That's why I don't think this is totally put to bed here. And it will be according to the coach publicly. And we're done. We've moved on. But I don't think they've moved on from Deshaun Watson. They've just moved on from Deshaun Watson under these current circumstances. And we will revisit because Deshaun Watson doesn't want any part of the Texans anymore. And that apparently is a very mutual feeling. I have a a question for you after the break. Let's take a break and we'll make that. uh, We'll get that question. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm just trying to keep up with you, bro. Stop it now. That's it. I am. You you do this. You got TV shows. You're the face of a network. I'm not giving away cash and prizes. I'm not saying good morning to an entire nation every... Well, I guess on this show, I'm doing that. Yes, you're doing that. But I guess maybe... It should be the Good Morning Rich Eisen Show America or something. We could, we could let's, let's not push again, it now. Let's I was just saying, we need let's, to let's workshop that idea. Got to workshop that idea a little bit better than that. But it's good, man. I mean, and, and I'm one of these guys. I'm very grateful. And I understand. I, I owe everything to the game of football. And I know there's a lot of flack about football and a lot of the things that have come back, you know, with the, with the, the haunt, you know, some of the players in the game. And, and I know a lot of players out there with a lot of issues and there's a lot of responsibility that needs to be um, had on their behalf and, 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 and on all the players' behalf. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, I'm very grateful as well. And you've got a second season of Pyramid coming up yeah. soon, right? Yeah, $100,000 Pyramid, man. Come on, win some money, baby. Help somebody win some money. By the way, you know I'm a game show aficionado. Are you good? You know, everybody says that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doubting you, but everyone says... Oh, man, I, my mom's the same way. My, we did Chunky Soup commercials years ago. Oh, boy, I can act. And my mom. So we get there, and her line was, you need a hot bowl of Chunky Soup to fill you up right. Mm-hmm. 
What happened, Denzel Washington? Where are you now? <laughs> so it's, it, the game sounds easy and the game looks easy when you mm-hmm. see someone who's really good at it. Mm-hmm. But it is tough when that clock is ticking. You got 30 seconds and that Stray. person across from you. Stray, who are you talking to right now? Come on. Rich, don't. I can give clues. I can receive the clues. I know all of the business. I know you got to put your hands in the straps. You, you know you set your yourself hands. up, right? Oh, I'm I'm ready to make somebody's one hundred thousand dollar dream come true on your show. It's going to happen. Like Joe Namath. I am calling uh, you know, my shot. Oh, you're shot like Joe right Namath now. now. You're, oh, yeah. I'm you're like Babe Ruth. You're calling a hundred thousand dollars. Guaranteeing a hundred thousand dollars for whatever lucky individual. <laughs> Your producers care to pair up with me. Oh, yes. I love that show. It's the truth. We're going to make that happen. I watch the Dick Clark daytime version. I watch the Dick Clark nighttime version. I watch your version. It is fun. I I love it because... um, Look, if if Prime can do it, I can do it. That I know. He's coming up next. Yeah, yeah, Prime. I got to say, wasn't Prime's finest moment to do the show? Mm -hmm. Uh, He was giving body signals that didn't match up with the words. (laughs) I'm like... What, how does that mean money? I don't get it. <laughs> but the prime, it made sense. It made- <laughs> Spoiler alert, I would have won somebody $50,000 when I did appear on it, but the contestant blew it. Oh. Fact. Can confirm. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. It happened. I appeared on the show. You did. You were great. I had a chance to make 50000 for great. somebody in the contestant. Um, they said the clue by accident. They said the clue. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> How much time do we're back on our radio? Um, I don't get the time. Ten seconds. Ten, Ten seconds. I, I just threw that so out, Rich. I don't know. <laughs> How much time do we're back? Let's just count down. Hoskins, you there? I don't know if we're going here. 844 204 Rich. We're back. Hey, guys, we're back. We're back. We're back, Rich. I didn't know we're back. We're back. 844 204 Rich, number to You had a question for me based yeah, on I had a uh, question. Jeff Darlington's two reporting, sir? You know, the stuff we've been talking about all week and in the report that the Texans, in talking to these various teams, didn't want a quarterback in return. Right. So let's say eventually down the road, hypothetically, Miami does trade for Deshaun Watson. Yes. Two is just the backup or are they ship trying to ship him somewhere else? They'll ship him somewhere else and someone will take him. Somebody had to covet him coming out of out of college. He was the Dolphins weren't the only ones who coveted him. Somebody else will look at him and say, I've got I've got it. Of course. But then now does his career suddenly take on this Josh Rosen trajectory? Now Josh is on his Fifth team made the cut day in Atlanta after getting a preseason start. But, like, I don't know. You, you know, it, it takes on a Rosen type uh, trajectory. Well, I mean, look, when you're drafted in the top five, nobody expects you to be on a new team within four years, you know? No. And that's what happened to Sam Darnold. And all of that yeah. is blamed on the Jets' incompetence, rightfully so. Or we'll see in Carolina if it is rightfully so. Right. But nobody expects you to do that. And there's certainly nobody expects you to be on four other different teams like what's going on with Rosen. I have no idea. But he made the Falcons 53, which he is great news, man. Yeah, it's good news. That is good news. And um, and I think he. I'm glad to see him getting a shot and hopefully stays put and Arthur Smith sees something in him. And when, you know... The match role is done playing at some point. Rosen might be a guy that they can put there. I have no idea how much time is yeah, left on the Ryan clock there in Atlanta. 
I don't know. But, you know. I'm just wondering who would take. I, to, again, uh, I just don't. It's it's amazing to me because wouldn't you, if you were one of the teams that were out, let Charles Robinson know, you know who's in. Or Charles Robinson calls you up. Again, I, I don't like doing this where your source, you try to out somebody's source here or how his reporting works, but you're calling somebody up. Hey, I'm hearing something's going on on Tua and somebody tells you, yeah, we were in on it. And so was so-and-so and so-and-so and so they wanted this much. Or you get that from two, three, four other different teams. You piece it all together. He might have gotten that without a single peep from the Dolphins. I wouldn't want that out at all. Right. Because the 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 general gist of it is two is less than. Now, yeah, yeah two is less than Deshaun Watson, all things being equal. But the fact is that they figured two was less than without all things being equal. But he also and that they were ready to they were ready to take on all of that stuff yeah. until maybe the price was too high or the price was fine for them, but they just sat around and go, well, what are we going to do? Like, really, we're going to sit have Tua sat here? Like, you would basically be putting your twenty twenty one season potentially on hold because of circumstances you can't control, or Deshaun Watson would be your guy, and the nonstop you'd have to hear about it, and rightfully so many different ways. It's like, you don't know what this guy's did or not. Like, you, you just trust him. Now you own all of that. And you can't know that you are safe owning all of that at all. You know, Rusty Harden is safe owning all of that. He's the lawyer. And so is Deshaun Watson. He's, he says that he's totally got nothing to do with the charges that have been leveled against him civilly. But if you're a football team on the outset of a season, you really want to bring that in, no matter how incredibly talented the guy is? If you're a guy who has no idea what your system is, he has to learn on the fly, you're going to oh have to suddenly word. simplify everything just to get Tua it to work. Tua still would have started against New England. Right. And from the Tua aspect, it's like, he's only 23 years old, but to Jeff's point, wow. maybe he does just need some time to recover. He is coming off a major hip surgery, and he hasn't played a lot of football well, in the last couple I, of years. I want to give a couple of minutes of real estate to that in the next couple hours. we got Albert Breer coming up. We also have some uh, news out of the golf world it's, um, it's that, that we need to talk about. The the we we need to talk it's, about it's all of that uh, involving DeChambeau. And um, I want to hit on that. We have the NFC North to preview today. We've got David Costable coming up Wags. from Billions. TJ, got to catch up. <laughs> We've also got to check in on the Metsies. Meet the Mets. Better than, right up. better than checking in on the Yankees all of a sudden. Oof. Lost four in a row. Well, the Sox are falling apart. I know so they are. Matter. I know. The Rays are running away with the yeah. American League East and the, the American League writ large. Away, so there's lots to talk about here on this show and also with you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Happy to hear your thoughts on what the Dolphins have attempted and what Albert Breer is going to be talking about in our number two, which is um, uh, all of the uh, transactions that happened today. Today's the first day where the 53 men are all out there and there's waiver claims. Who got picked up and who didn't? And who else is still out there? Le'Veon Bell's still out there. Coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. Uh, do you have a poll question idea over there? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to do something kind of Tua-related, but I was trying to figure out how to word it. 
which is just kind of you know, would you want him? If, well, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. Like, which second year quarterback's going to have the best year? Right? You don't think he, that's a, no? Don't you don't include Herbert? Who else is out that's there? A Herbert landslide. Oh, so it's Burrow coming off injury, right? Tua. It's Tua. It's. Is there any other second year quarterback that's out there? Or whichever, which which top uh, five drafted quarterbacks can have a best year? That that opens it up to Darnold, doesn't it? So just top five in general. Yes. So here's what you should do. Okay. Here's the ones. Here right. the, here's the ones. Sorry, which bro. recently top five drafted quarterbacks can have the best year? Darnold, Zach Wilson, just all Tua, Burrow. Which one would you take, Christopher? We're leaving Trevor Lawrence out of it. Trey Lance, obviously, Tua, who knows what's going to go on. Tua and Burrow? Tua, Golly. Burrow. Ooh, that's tough. Darnold, Zach Wilson. Do I just go with the older guy? Do I just go with Sam? I think Zach Wilson has a chance to really put up some crazy stats that's not necessarily going to translate to wins, but he could throw for 4,000 yards this By the way, you know who the running back for the Jets is? It's Tevin Coleman. I know. I, I drafted Michael Carter, though, in case, because he's got the, all the buzz. I got it. The Jets have an opportunity to have a really good run game, running left behind yeah. that left side of the line. kind of going with a three-headed monster. I'm just pointing out to you that the Jets have some offensive weaponry. I'd be on Corey Davis if he's available late in your draft as well. Yeah, Elijah Moore is kind of the, he's the rookie from Ole Miss. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think, well, yes. and also for just for so fantasy then, purposes. Are you going to vote for Zach Wilson then? <sighs> I would probably vote for Joe Burrow just because I think he's the most I think this is an run. interesting poll question that I'm glad I came up with. <laughs> I mean, good job, Rich. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, that's it for hour number one of this show. Albert Breer coming up in hour number two. David Costable of Billions coming up in hour number three and you, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial.